0: That one driven, deep right field. They could go, gone for Morgan Chris And Vincent Chamberlain, that ball. Going to the wall, Chamberlain the second for this first hit, Rounded right second, going to third. for his first hit of the
1: season. So, and the pitch, that one swung deep to left. And that one's gone! Savy Seaman with a three
0: run shot. And the Warhawks take the lead. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the podcast on D Shot. I'm going to do, I think, three of these. We'll see if I do a fourth. Well, th- everything depends on if I can get Lance Lance Lightbolt back on. Um, for to talk about Kansas football, but um, obviously, I'm gonna have a high school football podcast with Takana Kimberly Little Shooting Wrightstown coming up as well. So, um, uh, my first college football preview, um, podcast is with Carthage College head coach Dustin Haas. Dustin, um, thanks for joining me.
2: Oh, happy to be here.
0: All right. So Dustin, um, I know a couple of years ago, you you kind of helped knock out a, a bucket list item for me. Obviously, my brother went to Carthage and is probably one of the best organ um, organists ever um, playing the music program over there. Um, but uh, obviously that was kind of to, to finally play Carthage in football is a cool thing. But uh, Kevin Bolas told me that um, your dad was a coach as well, if I'm correct. So how much did that kind of help you with kind of maybe getting the coaching bug or how much did that
2: kind of get you in the coaching? Yeah, I mean, it had a lot to do with it. Obviously grew up around the game. Um, you know, I was around practice and games when uh, when I was really young, uh, you know, and then obviously started playing it and, and, and fell in love with it. And then, uh, you know, football kind of kind of gets a hold of you and doesn't really let go. And, and when your time comes up or you're you know you're going to be done playing. It's it's hard to walk away, and uh, having that background certainly helped push me into uh, you know staying around football. So it
0: says you were from Ocanto. So how much are you familiar with kind of like Little Shoot and Wrightstown, if if that.
2: Yeah, a little bit. Um, We played Little Shoot in the playoffs my junior year uh, when Coach Enns was uh, was coaching there uh, in the first round was kind of a wild back and forth game that we ended up uh, ended up winning, Um, you know, and then uh, I think they actually played Wrightstown a couple times uh, after I left. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so a little bit familiar with them. I know the Kokana, uh, Kokana, Kokana OC, um, Skylar, uh, decently well. So, um, you know, there's some good football played up in that Fox Valley area.
0: Okay. Yeah. I feel a little bit spoiled now cause I'm, I'm getting into the stretch of things with obviously Kimberly's the state champs and, and that and Kokana had a magical year last year. So, um talk about kind of um you played at indiana um you were a holder um and you guys made a bowl game against oklahoma state if i'm correct just kind
2: of talk about that experience yeah uh indiana was awesome um you know i came in in the the same time as kellen lewis who uh, was an unbelievable player uh you know so it was pretty early on i knew um you know, he was a little bit better than I was. So found a way to get on the field, uh, you know, as a holder, um, but loved it there. Uh, playing in the Big Ten was awesome. Got to play in a bunch of great stadiums, um, you know, got to play uh, against some really good teams. Oklahoma State that year was kind of that year was their coming out party. Uh, you know, they had Des Bryant was on that team and Russell Okun was on that team. And they were young at the time, sophomores, I think. But you could tell they were going to be really, really good. And obviously those guys uh, went on to have a great uh, some great NFL careers as well.
0: What were those obviously, being from Wisconsin and having to play the Badgers was what was those what were those experiences like
2: oh those were fun uh you know you go uh go back you know to uh to Wisconsin so you get a bunch of uh, family that comes and and watches you play and they were really good when uh when we were there and uh, it was uh it was fun it was good to go compete you know in a Big Ten stadium uh, with a bunch of people you know watching um, but I think they got the better of us every year I was there so.
0: Um, you were a grad assistant at Indiana, um, and then obviously you kind of made your way to, um, was it Worcester before that? And then how did you kind of get your way to Carthage?
2: Yeah, so, um, you know, after I got done, uh, Jane went to uh, the College of Worcester uh, there for a year. And then the guy I GA'd for was, uh, was Mike Yeager, and and he got the head job here, and that's how uh, that's how I ended up here.
0: OK, um, so i talk about kind of how important the defensive side of things was. It seemed from looking at kind of your history is that was kind of maybe your calling card. Talk about kind of how that's been kind of a big thing with Carthage football.
2: Yeah, believe it or not, I, I played my entire career on offense. I wasn't a defensive player, was a quarterback, played uh, everything on offense. And when I uh, got hired as a G.A., Bill Lynch uh, was the guy that hired me, asked what I wanted to do. Uh, career-wise, and I told him I wanted to be a head coach, and he said, well, if that's the case, you better go learn defense, and so he's the one that said, hey, um, you're going to be the defensive GA, and and it's going to be what's best for your career, and so I went there, and and learned under some good coaches and just so happened that every job I had after that was on defense and, and uh, you know, just kind of kept it rolling from there and, and stayed on that side of the ball. And it's uh, it's fun. I enjoy coaching on both sides of the ball. I've done some on offense here, done some on defense. And um, you know, there's, there's a lot of fun aspects about both sides of the ball. It's fun to score points, but it's also fun to, you know, shut somebody down and, and physically impose your will as well.
0: Was um, I know he's a Whitewater alum. Talk, was Mike Dufresne on on the, any of those staffs?
2: He was on the first staff, yeah. Okay, he, he was on our first staff as a D line coach, and then uh, he's uh, he's kind of bounced around. Was down in Arkansas for a while, in Ohio, up in Minnesota, and then was a head coach at Finlandia for a while, and I think now he's at Northern Michigan as their DC. But yeah, he was there for for a year. Okay, um, trying to uh, think of where I'm going with
0: uh, coaching mentors. Um, who who's been kind of Um, your biggest coaching influences in your playing and coaching career?
2: Yeah. I mean, obviously my dad was a huge influence. I played for him, obviously learned a bunch under, uh, under him. He's always a guy that I still still talk to uh, about football. The, you know, he's he's old now, but he can still rattle off a bunch of stuff. And and really the big one for me um, in terms of kind of really understanding and learning the game at a higher level was uh, was Matt Canada. He was my position coach at Indiana. And just the way he could explain the game, the way he could teach the game, uh, just his level of understanding of uh, what defenses were doing, what they were trying to do, how they were trying to attack you. And and the way to counter that uh, was uh, was really what hooked me in. I mean, the strategy side of it. Um, you know, and just watching the chess pieces move and how you could influence it. And and he was probably kind of the biggest influence there. And then uh Bill Lynch was huge. Um, you know, he's the one that gave me the first uh first job. Uh, you know, he's the one that hired me and and um you know had uh, had a bunch of influence on me as well.
0: Um let's jump to um kind of the you know, obviously Carthage has um, their volleyball program has been consistent. Women's basketball is um, going to go have a new head coach. Um, volleyball, men's volleyball has won a couple national championships. How how does kind of coaching at Carthage and how about being kind of around those programs kind of um, kind of help your team and influence your team um, with kind of kind of the grind of kind of getting getting better each day and and how cool is it kind of have those type of teams at Carthage?
2: Yeah for sure I think life a big part of life is who you surround yourself with uh you know and and that's one of the benefits of being here at Carthage is we have a ton of successful coaches um you know we got we got some old guys like Augie Schmidt that have that have won and won and won and and, and you mentioned men's volleyball JW is a young guy but obviously he's had a ton of success and and, you know, being, a, being able to surround yourself with some really, really good coaches is obviously awesome. And then it's great for our kids because athletics is super important at Carthage and there's a high level placed on it. So our guys are are in that environment all the time around other athletes that are that have similar goals. Right. It might be a different sport, you know, uh, that kind of thing. But everybody here is is geared towards that same goals um, and, and have that kind of work ethic in mind. And so for our guys to be around, that's always good.
0: Um, I guess favorite coaches that you've gone up against so far in your head coaching career.
2: <laughs> oh man. That's uh. there's a bunch. I mean, there's, there's it's gotta a, be Jeff.
0: A... Jeff Thorne has to be on that list and you've gone up against two national championship uh, well, we will say caliber, but Bullish Bullis should have at least won one at Whitewater if we didn't. Yeah, he was really good. I, mean, I mean, enjoyed
2: Jeff and and enjoyed going against Kevin. And um, you know, there's Norman at, at Illinois Wesleyan does a great job. I mean, playing in the CCIW, it's. It's uh, it's a grinder every week, and you're going to play really, really good football teams, and you're going to play against really well-coached football teams. And And our non-league schedule has been no joke as well. You know, we've had Oshkosh a couple times, Whitewater, you know, Albion's a playoff team where, where uh, regardless of who you're playing, you know each week they're going to be really well-coached.
0: Uh, let's talk about this year's team. Obviously, you have a quarterback coming back that threw for over 1,000 yards. You have a couple running backs that ran for about 250 um, just kind of talk about the offensive side of the ball and
2: how that's going to look for the season. Yeah, for sure. We're excited, um, you know, about who's coming back for us. That was a big thing. We were really young last year. Uh, started 17 uh, freshmen and sophomores, and, and in a good league, that's hard to do. Uh, so we get a lot of those guys coming back uh, that played a lot of football, which is good. Uh, got some good talent uh, in the back end for sure, and and uh, you know more importantly, out of the five guys that started that last uh, that last game, four come back for us up front. Uh, you know, which is which is huge. Uh, you know, your team uh, goes on the offense and defensive line, so having those guys come back with with that experience is big. All right. So we just hit on the defense too, right? <laughs> the, having the defensive line guys come back is going to be no, great for us as well.
0: Um, talk about kind of the schedule this year. I, I look at it and, like, obviously, you start with Albion, who had nine wins last year. Then you got the defending champs in North Central um, and Wash U, um, who's made kind of in a couple of runs at the Isthmus Bowl the last couple of years. Um, and then you kind of have a, a couple of weeks later, you got. Eleanor Wesley and Whedon just kind of talk about the schedule this year and talk about playing in the CCIW it's kind of similar probably to playing in the WEAC where it's competitive um, game in game out just kind of talk about the schedule this season
2: yeah, yeah. I mean you hit the hit the nail on the head there it's going to be uh, it's going to be a tough schedule it's a tough opener obviously three teams that we're all postseason teams or or postseason caliber teams uh, to start, Uh, you know, so we'll find out who we are real early. Um, But like you said, playing in the CCI, there's going to be really, really good football each and every week. And, you know, typically we'll have three to four teams ranked in the top 25, uh, you know, that we'll play. And it's really good football. The Midwest, you mentioned the WEAC, you know, it's, it's really, really good football. And, and uh, each and every week, regardless of of who you're playing, you know it's going to be a dog fight. So we're excited for that. Our kids like that. Our kids love that. It's competitive, and and uh, you know we're looking forward to to being able to compete against uh, the best in the country.
0: How is kind of that? Obviously, the conference opener is that motivation to you guys that maybe if you know maybe play play maybe an upset if, but obviously North Central's been kind of the top dog and. And then the CCIW and in the country the last couple of years, it's kind of is that motivation to your guys.
2: Ah, uh, It's college football. Our guys are motivated okay. all the time. I mean, if you uh, if you can't get excited uh, to play in one of 10 opportunities, college football probably is not where you belong. So our guys are juiced up regardless if they're playing the number one team in the country or or uh, or the team that's projected to finish last. They're, they love to play football. They love to compete. And and you only get 10 of those guaranteed opportunities. So it doesn't matter who's across from you. Our guys are pretty juiced up to do it.
0: Okay. um, Talk about kind of How, how much over the last couple of years is like kind of being able to have that isthmus bowl opportunity at the end of the season for, um, the teams in the CCIW and the WIAC to be able to have that at the end of the season.
2: Yeah, I think it's awesome. I think they've done a tremendous job with it. Um, you know, I know for, uh, for uh you know lack of creativity or however you want to put it there's been the same teams every time <laughs> but uh but i know talking to aaron he's uh he's said it's an awesome experience he said they do a great job putting it on uh he said it's first class and everything about it. it's been been great so uh we'd love to see you know somebody you know else playing it but uh but it's it's awesome for our kids to have another opportunity to be able to compete
0: How does the uh, how do you think the CCIW is going to shake up this year? Obviously, North Central has uh, was it Luke Lainen is the quarterback, and then they have they obviously lost the running back. That kind of I know when we played them in the national championship game, they had Ethan Greenfield, Kaminsky, and Brock Rudder, and absolutely destroyed us. Um, But just kind of talk about kind of how you see the CCIW
2: kind of shaking out this year. Yeah, I mean it's hard to go against North Central, right? Because of the success they've had in the past. And you know, they've got some really good football players returning. But you know, Wheaton's really good every year. Uh, WashU has their quarterback coming back, and, and he was uh he was an unbelievable player. You know, Wesleyan was super young last year and 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 was still pretty good. And the same thing with kind of Augustana was young and and uh and they were still pretty good and um, you know, it's it's a meat grinder of a league. It's going to be, you know, who can who can stay healthy, uh, who's got a little bit of depth, and and who can consistently bring it each and every week uh, to come out on top. Where did where do you feel like your team's going to fit into that? Yeah, I mean, we'll see. We'll have to go play the games. I like our guys coming back. I like our talent. Um, you know, it's going to, like I said, it's going to be a meat grinder of a season. And and uh, you know, if we can stay healthy, I like our chances to go compete.
0: All right, let's talk about recruiting a little bit because I know that was going to be a question that I wanted to ask about. Um, talk about kind of, obviously, when you talk about maybe Whitewater, I know when Bolas was kind of talking about how they kind of recruit, they kind of have their, hey, we'll recruit Milwaukee, the Milwaukee suburbs, Upper Illinois, Madison area, a little bit of the Fox Valley. What is that for Carthage? And then what are the challenges that Carthage has with, obviously, you got to probably, you're probably, having to compete for guys with maybe some of the Wix schools and obviously um the schools in your conference but obviously you guys are a private school i know that um it costs more to go to carthage than a does to go to maybe like Whitewater or Oshkosh just talk about the challenges that you guys have in recruiting and kind of like what your recruiting base is I saw that you you in particular for what you try to hit for um for you is um you Kenosha Racine County and then some of Texas and Florida so just talk about kind of what where your recruiting base is and then the challenges of the private versus the public Yeah, for sure. Um,
2: Our recruiting base is going to be similar. Uh, We're going to get 85% of our roster from, you know, Wisconsin and Illinois and, uh, you know, a little bit of Indiana and Michigan kind of states that we touch right. Um, And then uh, we do. Do some down in some uh, southern areas, right where there's not a ton of opportunities for those kids uh, to compete. You know, obviously, in the Midwest here, you can you can throw a rock from any campus and hit ten other football playing schools. You know, so there's uh, there's a ton of opportunity for kids to play Division three football in Wisconsin and Minnesota and Iowa and Illinois and Indiana and Michigan. You know, so the the challenging part of recruiting is there there are a lot of opportunities. Uh, you know, you have to work hard to separate yourself with Um, you know, a lot of the other schools that you're going against, uh, where there's not as many opportunities for those kids in Texas and Florida. So we do go down there and get some of those, uh, some of those kids as well. That's probably the last 15% of our roster, some of those distance kids um, that, uh, that still want to compete and and don't have as many opportunities down there. Uh, You know, but the challenges here are the challenges that, you know, probably any school you're going to talk to, um, you know, there is the cost to play division three football and, And, um, you know, that's, that's hard for some kids to do, regardless of if, if they're paying it at Oshkosh or Whitewater or Carthage or, you know, Lawrence or whatever school there is, there is a cost gone are the days where, you know, the football is kind of your ticket in the door and school is going to be free. Uh, You know, so that's always the challenge is, is finding the kids that, uh, that can, that can afford to go to school. And and obviously for, for us, the, the challenge is finding the kids that put a premium on a private uh, education you know, the Wisconsin State League is there and it's available and it is, uh, you know, cheaper in, in sticker price. And, and that's what some kids are looking for. But there there are enough kids out there that want a private education and they're willing to, uh, willing to go look and find where that's at. And a lot of good uh, football playing schools are private in Wisconsin. So they do have the opportunity to be able to do that.
0: Um, talk about kind of like the experience of, um, obviously, you guys have played Whitewater in the non-conference, Oshkosh in the non-conference. Um, and then, obviously, you play North Central every year. So talk about kind of um, how cool it has been in your coaching career to play against or to coach against kind of um, those programs and
2: how that helps with kind of building a program. Yeah, that's why you do it, right? You don't, uh, you don't do it to go beat up on people that are – that aren't as good as you right you go to beat the best and and that's kind of what we strive to do is go compete against the best schools uh, that we can obviously being in our conference we know that that's going to happen nine out of the 10 weeks regardless, Uh, but you can see with our non league schedule we've we've always scheduled some some top 25 opponents because that's what we want to do we want to go beat the best and. And uh, that's what our kids want as well, and those are the kind of kids that we attract and the kind of kids that we get, and and so that's what we'll continue to do is is play great quality non league opponents.
0: Um, what's kind of i us see I don't really know a ton now about um kind of the Kenosha. Um, I've say I'm from Kenosha, but like I'm not as much around the kind of. The, um, what's your kind of view of how the high like the high school teams around there and how that's going to be this
2: season too? Yeah, I think. Uh... I think there's some good football played uh, in southeastern Wisconsin. The SCC conference obviously is really really tough. Um, you know, Franklin and Oak Creek have kind of kind of come out on top the last couple of years, but you know, I've seen good things out of the the city schools in Kenosha as well. Indian Trail's been doing some good things. Trumper's got a new coach who who's a Carthage guy that uh, that I think they'll be pretty good. Bradford was really young last year, but has some good talent coming up. And I think you look at even even Park and Case who were kind of down for a while have, uh, have exploded a little bit, won some games last year and have some good talent coming in. And, and you look at what Horlick's done, uh, you know, running the wing T offense, they've uh, they've gone deep in the playoffs a couple times and they have some talent every year and they win a bunch of games. So it's, it's really good football uh, in the sec and, and you move out to the County and the Southern lakes conference is really, really good every year. Uh, you know, so there's some good quality football played and, you know, we're always excited to get out on Friday nights and watch it happen.
0: Um, let's get into, um, favorite teams that you root for, um, what, what other, like, what's your favorite D1 program to watch? Um,
2: and then we'll start with that. Yeah. I mean, I love watching college football, uh, but if I'm going to root for a team, it's going to be the Hoosiers. Uh, okay. you know, I don't get to watch them as much as I want to, but, uh, but they're the team I'm, uh, I'm pulling for every year. Uh, but I love to throw it on, you know, you get into, late October, November, and you got a game on whether it's Monday night football in the NFL or matching on Tuesday, Wednesday, and you know, the fun belt or whatever it is, or Friday night, you can find some good quality football everywhere. So I'm going to watch everybody, but, but I'm going to pull for the Hoosiers.
0: Okay. I'm a, I'm for the most part, I'm an all Wisconsin sports guy. Obviously I'm going to cheer for whitewater um, with my allegiances to them a little bit, but uh, um. The random school that I do cheer for now is um, the Kansas Jayhawks football program with knowing Lance Leipold from, because when I went to Whitewater, it was kind of the huge bulk of Lance's success. Um, I don't know if you've ever met Lance Leipold.
2: Yep.
0: Okay. Yeah. Cause I think he only lost three times when I was in school. And so it was the 109 and six stretch. So I've followed his career too. Obviously you're talking about the Mac before with him being at Buffalo and now rooting for Kansas. So that's that's been kind of nice to see the last couple of years. Um uh how, how much have you talked do you did you ever get to talk to Lance?
2: Oh not not uh, much at all. Uh, he okay. was gone by the time I kind of got up here, so okay. Um, you know, know of him and and obviously he's done a great job everywhere he's been. Um, uh, okay. you know, but I don't know him personally.
0: Okay. Um Packer or you obviously you're from a conto, so
2: you have to be a Packers fan, right? I'm a Packers guy. Yep. Through and okay. through. And I got, uh, you know, I'm excited about Jordan Love watching some of those videos coming out of training camp. I'm excited to see what he does.
0: Okay. Favorite Packers moment
2: or? Uh, I mean, probably. I mean, I, 96 was awesome when they won the Super Bowl. I still remember that touchdown to Andre Risen, you know, on that post route. But 2010 was great. That far audible, right? Yep. Yep. 2010 was great when they won a Super Bowl. I mean, I just like to see them win football games, and I don't think you can find a whole lot of organizations that have had as much success during my lifetime anyway, any way as the Packers have, so it's, uh, it's been fun to watch.
0: Um, I, I know I loved it when um, Rodgers was hyping up Jake Kum- Kumaro when Jake was in, in there. Um, I guess favorite sports
2: moment that you've ever witnessed? that I've ever witnessed
0: either live in person. I'll tell you or... what, when,
2: when we played at, uh, at Indiana, we played Purdue to go to a bowl game and uh, okay. we kicked a game winning field. goal as time expired, that was pretty cool. Um, hard to beat that one.
0: Okay. Um, I'll give, I'll give mine quick. Cause two of mine actually happened when I was at Whitewater. So, um, there's the, there was a girl named Mary Murk Who's now the head coach head woman girls basketball coach at, um, Tosa East, and she's right now up until I would. It's not going to be her record for that much longer. She's the all-time scoring leader at Whitewater on on the women's side, but she hit a. Th- so they were down twelve in the national semifinal against Amherst at uh, Hope College DeVos Fieldhouse, which is the be- one of the best D three arenas out there. And um, they came back. They ha- weren't hitting threes for the 37-plus minutes of the game, started hitting threes. She hits a three to send it in overtime, hits a floater to win it in overtime. That was a sports center top play that um, I saw live in person. And then a year later, um, we had both our men's and our women's um, basketball teams go to the Final Four um, in the same year when we did the whole – Trifecta with the football, basketball, and baseball national titles. And then Wheelchair basketball won that year. Two those two won that year. We and then obviously gymnastics won that year too. That was one heck of a year at Whitewater. But anyways, I went to the men's final four. And um Cordell Young, who's a Bradford grad. Um, he went so we played Duncan Robinson, who's now at the Miami Heat. He spent one year at Williams, um, in at D three. And we beat him in the national championship game, but we beat him on so he missed a shot. It got tipped up and in with 4.8, 4.9 on the clock. And then Cordell Young went coast to coast to win us the national championship with 0.9 seconds left. Um, that those would be the top two. If you had to say high school games, um, we should hit that too. high, high school games would be um Kimberly versus Nina in the playoffs last year was exciting. Um, I think they were down by – it was 20 – they were – they went – they scored a touchdown, but they the Nina jumped off sides um, the, on an extra point. So they went for two. So they were down 28-22. They get the ball back. I think it might have been Blake Berry that scored – um, to put them up by one. So they won a game last year that was 29-28 tw- in the playoffs. So that was a good game. Uh, it was, and it was kind of gutsy that they went for two and got it. Um, the state championship game last year for um, Kimberly winning with um, with 26 seconds left. Blake Berry scored the final of his uh, four touchdowns in that game. It was my first time ever at Camp Randall, period. So that, that would be up there um palmari eagle versus waterloo when i covered them um had a 43 42 game um where i think still think danny hammond got the ball robbed from him on a two-point conversion because kevin wild decided to go for two um to save bodies and and that um that was a good game i think brandon might have thrown for 489 yards or something there are a couple games in there so um i guess any like what's your favorite High school game that you've high school football moment that you've seen.,
2: oh, that's hard to. Uh, that's hard to uh, to say I've seen a ton of high school football, uh, obviously growing up around it, been watching it for you know thirty some years. so okay. there's been a ton of good football games. Uh, like I said, we enjoy going to them every friday night and and uh, watching uh, watching kids go compete, okay.
0: It's also cool to see Miles Burkett. I think I went and saw it, covered a couple of games when he was still at Franklin and when they played Oak Creek. That was a good game too. Um obviously let's let's hit on, let's end this with kind of um favorite Kenosha restaurants. Like what's your what's what's been your favorite to hit so far?
2: Uh my all-time favorite is probably Captain Mike's. Okay, uh, right down That's on one I still
0: there. have not hit that people would probably believe I have not hit.
2: Gotta go. They have unbelievable burgers. It's uh it's a great spot.
0: Um, favorite Italian place?
2: Tanudas. Okay.
0: Um Frank Steiner.
2: Yeah, it's a good spot. It uh it's it's too crowded for me. They have really good food, but it's always slammed. I get too uh too congested in there.
0: Okay. I know I know uh Brad Fisher, who used to be um, at Parkside. He's now the women's basketball coach at Oshkosh. We were talking kind of about um food places in Kenosha and the Italian places weren't really the thing for him because I guess Red Sauce didn't sit sit well with him. But um he we were you're talking about Frank Steiner and he he still wants to take his his wife down there. So because um, oh, he absolutely loved it on there. Talk talk about any like obviously you're kind of right, kind of similar to where he was, where you, you can hit the you're right by Chicago, right by Milwaukee. Just talk about kind of being able to how much do you kind of hit up maybe Brewers games, Bucks games, that sort of stuff.
2: Yeah, we will a little bit, Um, you know, not a ton. I've got three kids and they're, they're very involved in sports. So most of my, most of my free time when we're not in season or recruiting is, is spent watching them run around on the field or the court or whatever it is. So, uh, you know, we, we, we'll do some, um, you know, we went up to, uh, the deer district when uh you know when they won it all and that was cool and we'll go to a couple of brewers games every year but but uh but not a ton of uh attendance in the in the pro leagues in either milwaukee or chicago
0: yeah, okay yeah i know uh that bucks championship it was fun to watch but i i absolutely i had to i told kevin holden this i i hated that night a little bit because i had to do pizza delivery that night
2: it was a busy night was... for you
0: i'm sure It probably was, but I was like, I wanted to be in Milwaukee and I didn't want to, I didn't want to work that night, but I'm glad I don't have to do that as much, or I don't have to do that at all anymore. And now being around around the area that I cover now, it's kind of, it's, it's been cool to cover state championship teams. I've covered four since I've got here. I cover the, the, the best softball program in the state right now. So that's been cool. So, um, Thanks coach. Um, thanks for being on good luck this season. And, uh, if you want to hook me up with any Carthage football gear, I can, you can, I can shoot you my address. So
2: sounds good. Send that over and we'll send something out. All right. Thanks. Go firebirds. Thanks for having me on.
1: Thanks, everybody, for listening to this episode of Podcasts on D-Shot. Feel free to give any of the other episodes a listen as a lot of them have some great, exciting content as well as some great interviews. Don't forget to give my Facebook page a like, Daniel Shotler journalist, as well as give me a follow on Twitter. Thanks everybody Instagram for listening to this episode of DSHOT podcasts on Dshot. Feel free to, subscribe subscribe to give you're any of the other episodes a listen; well great, exciting podcast, content as well as some great interviews. Don't forget to give my Facebook page a like, Daniel Shotler journalist, as well as give me a follow on Twitter or Instagram at Dshot1992. Don't forget to subscribe if you're on google podcast or spotify or apple podcast wherever you can find this and hope you enjoyed it thanks for listening and have a good day